Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle episode 435 features guest host Dahlia D and part one of my 2023 AVN wrap up featuring interviews from the industry's biggest stars. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 435 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your AVN Award-nominated host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is my goddess from the great white (laughs) north. Oh, God, you're laughing already. From the great white north she is an incredible content creator and cam model she is pervert nations poutine princess and she is the (laughs) mistress of moisture she is dahlia d how are you doing I had to make it epic for us to get what going. What the fuck? The mistress of what now? The mistress of, you see? Okay. That, it's funny you say that because quite literally, we <laughs> talked about it on a recording a couple episodes ago, and <laughs> you said, I want you to call me that, but don't be surprised if I don't remember because I smoke <laughs> a lot of pot, and it has all come home to roost. Did that really happen? I swear to you. I'm going to go back and find it. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Right here, I need you to just splice in that audio <laughs> real quick. Okay, I will I will do it. <laughs> if I can find it quickly, I'll get it done. Oh, my God. You know, it's fitting because I started this off gagging, and that's normally how I start my content. So, oh. I mean, we're off to a good start. <laughs> we're in familiar territory today, Dick. Well, I know why you're gagging, and that'll be something we talk about in an upcoming episode. But oh my uh, God. <laughs> we, we have a lot to get through so the beautiful dahlia d is kind of not kind of enough i'm kind of kind kind of the beautiful (laughs) dahlia d is kind enough to be with me for the next three episodes as i talk about my trip to las vegas to see the avn aee convention to be a part of the red carpet and to see a little bit of what the trip was like and whether fans would enjoy it if they happened to miss this one. And we're waiting to see what the reviews were going to be. You'll find all that out. This is going to be a fun conversation. And then for the second half of each show, you're going to get the interviews that I do on the floor. The vast majority of them are going to be the 10-question gauntlet, 
but I was able to do one more long form interview and we will get into that in a second, but we have so much to get to. So I figured the first thing that I would get to is the, the trip and the convention setup and layout. First off, is this your first AVN or have you been to AVN previously? This is my seventh. Seventh? Yes. Damn, that's like a lucky number in Vegas, isn't it? It is. It's a very that's beautiful number. Yeah, I have been to many. When I first went, which was 2008, it was at the Sands Convention Center. And for those who have been to Exotica, New Jersey, it's a similar setup. It is one gigantic hall and everything is in one place. But where the Sands Convention Center comes in, of course, it's Vegas, so it is much larger. And then it moved to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Right. That's where I'd always heard that it was. Yeah. And that had its pros and cons. Now it is at Resorts World. So Resorts World is currently the newest property on the Las Vegas Strip. There's another one that's going to be opening up at the end of this year. But it was kind enough to bring in the AVN Awards and the Adult Entertainment Expo. And it was quite a trip all around for me because I was lucky enough to have a couple fun experiences beyond the convention, uh, which we will get into. But um, (laughs) no, these are actually like normal ones. But uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I I don't want to give too much away here in the first part. There's so much to get to. There is so much to get to. So the flights into Vegas were great. I actually had an empty seat next to me. Beautiful on one of the flights, which never happens. I actually interrogate you as to like where you were going. No. I'm always curious about that because I really want to go to AVN, but I've heard so many horror stories about like people getting turned away at the border because they're like, we know you're going to a porn convention. That would be crazy. They never asked you? No, they don't care. I guess you probably didn't try to cross the border with a suitcase full of dildos either. So You don't know that. I... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the trips went really, really well. It actually rained in Vegas two of the days that I was there. I was there for a total of six. Oh, wow. And learning the layout of the convention was a little weird because when it came to the Hard Rock, it was broken up into three rooms. And the third room was the Adult Novelty Expo. Okay. With this one, it was actually broken up into four rooms, and it was a little strange because you had two main rooms. You had the Pride Gay VN room, so that's where all the uh, gay content creators were located. And then you had the Adult Novelty Expo. And I thought it was strange to separate the... It may have been what they wanted, but I just I thought it was very strange for them to separate the gay VN booths from the regular booths. Yeah, that's true. That is kind of strange. But I guess if they had all these separate rooms to use, they might as well use them, right? Correct. And that's what made it work. And that's what made it weird. Because when you entered 
the area of the convention, you had the My Free Cams booth that kind of separated the area of the two rooms. So you come up an escalator and the My Free Cams was a little bit on your left. And then if you continued past that booth, you went into one of the main rooms. And if you went the other way, you went to the secondary room and the gay VN room. And it was a little bit of a walk between the two rooms. They were not up against each other. Oh, so they were like really separate. Yeah, but it worked in a way. A lot of people complained about it. But what I found was if one room was super busy, the other room wasn't as bad. So I was just basically trying to get in between the waves of busy right? Uh, to be in each area. And that worked out really, really well for me. But the really interesting thing was there was actually – Because hotel casinos, they have the areas where you can go shopping. So it kind of looks like an extremely high-end mall. Okay. You had to leave the convention area to get to a pop-up store that the brand Vixen had. Oh, okay. It was weird. That is weird. But it was brilliant because they had all of their people signing there. Oh, cool. Yeah, and if you weren't getting things signed, you just wanted stuff from the brand, you can go in and shop. You didn't have to wait in line, but if you wanted to meet the people, then you had to wait in line. Cool. But it was really neat to see a Vixen pop-up store. I actually thought it was pretty brilliant marketing. And then they were kind of separated from the rest of the the convention? Uh, Very much so. Cool. You had to leave where the convention halls were and take like a half floor escalator that was across the hall from it. It was really interesting. Neat. Yeah. That's actually pretty smart. Get away from all of the craziness so that they can stand out a little. 100%. You didn't have to worry about uncontrolled crowd. Right. And the energy was different. You know, it's not quite as frenetic. Gotcha. That's cool. So of the three that you mentioned, which was your favorite so far of the uh, the venues? I still like the Sands just because everyone's in one place. Yeah. Um, it's easier to keep control when you have everybody in one place. So nothing gets too outrageous. Yeah. And if there happens to be an issue... I think people a little bit easier to find yeah, with everybody in one room. Uh, but there were a lot of positives to it being at Resorts World. And there are rumors, little little inside inside business, uh-huh. that it's going to be there for a couple years. Apparently, it is. they signed a contract to be there for a little while. So you might as well just get used to it. Yeah, you might as well get used to it. Because gotcha. there's other rumors that one of the large hotels, that's um, either Mirage or Treasure Island, was bought by Hard Rock. Because oh. the original Hard Rock Hotel Casino that it was in was like a block off strip. It was basically behind MGM. So now they bought this piece of property and they're going to convert it into a hard rock. And then maybe once the contract is over with resorts world, it goes there, you know, it's all rumors, but, um, but it's interesting cannon fodder for later on. Totally. I do feel you on having the convention all in one room though. I think it would be really strange to have it in, in several. So I'm curious to hear like what other people thought of that. 
yeah, if there are any listeners that were at the show, I would love to hear what they have to say about it. You can either let me know on Twitter at the Dick Dangle, or you can let me know via email, Dick at danglinafterdark.com. And if you went to one in the past, be it at Hard Rock, at the Sands Convention Center, let me know and let me know what you think about it. But there were things that it being at Resorts World had going for it. There seemed to be a larger presence of we'll say security, okay. if not people just kind of walking around to check on things. Oh, which, that's nice. Which was really nice. And they were easy to spot because they had a dress code that they were abiding by. Oh, that's really nice. For sure. The other thing that was absolutely amazing, they had water available. Ooh. It sounds so stupid. No, it doesn't. In Las Vegas, that was the one thing when you went to the Hard Rock, there were no water fountains. And if you wanted a water within the convention itself, you went to a bar and you got a six-ounce bottle for $8. Holy. And they were selling bottled water there as well. But what was nice was because of this convention-style setup, it is basically made for having meetings and conventions and and get-togethers. So there were water fountains around, and they were the ones that you could put your water bottle under to get water. But they also had glass polar water containers, and you could get ice-cold water in cups from there. Cool. This was literally the first of seven trips where I came home as hydrated as I left, (laughs) which never happens. That is huge. And honestly, like in Vegas, especially, you know, with it being a warmer kind of place and with everybody like even just like performing and stuff here at the expos, it's crazy how dehydrated you get if you're not careful, like you can really like dry yourself out. So that's really awesome that they had water. That's something I've never seen at a convention before at all. They did it so right. They were on top of it for the most part to make sure that nothing really ran out. That's great. And something simple like that for me goes a really long way. Oh yeah. Cause it shows that at some level you care about not only the business that is there doing what they do, but the fans that are coming there to see it. Mm hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It went super, super well. Usually turns into like caveman rules at the oh. expos. You got to like knock somebody out for water. Oh, it's it's horrible. It, it turns into Mad Max. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. It just everyone's fighting over stuff and like. It's true. You're fighting over hydration. Everybody's like knocking each other out. Right. And what sucks about it is. Like, say they didn't have that, you end up having to either leave the venue or pay an exorbitant amount of money, so you get angry. Right. And then your patience. $8 on a bottle of water doesn't seem like crazy until you consider that you could be spending that $8 on, like, something from the actual expo. So the vendors are probably actually getting more money in their pockets just because there's water available. 100%. That's amazing. Yeah. And when you don't have water and you have to go out and buy it and leave the convention floor, you start to get angry. So you you become impatient. It's a walk, right? Right. And you become impatient and you're taking it out on staff and then the staff gets angry and then they're taking it out on the other people, you know, and 
it's a cycle that they didn't even bother starting. They were like, we're just going to put out water. The butterfly effect of like providing water. Whoa. It's the, the water fly effect. (laughs) (laughs) Another nice thing about having it at a new hotel casino is there were a lot of food options, which was really, really nice. If you came into where the main area of where they dropped you off, you walked past no less than seven or eight restaurants that you could either just get something to go real quick, like a breakfast sandwich, or you could sit down and have a good meal. Awesome. Yeah, that made it so much better as well, because then it wasn't a, I really don't feel like going anywhere to go get food, you know, it just was like, oh, we're we're here, you know, right. we'll eat. So I'm sure it helped those restaurants as well. I got to ask you, is there like vendors that sell like dick-shaped foods at AVN? At AVN, there wasn't. Or like at the expo? At Exotica, yes. At AVN, there really wasn't anything like that. Missed opportunity. Yeah, unless it was in the Adult Novelty Expo, which is very possible because – I was hoping to get into there, but they only had that open, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It might have actually only been Thursday, Friday. But I wanted to go in Saturday because that was kind of a half day because they were doing the awards at night. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go in and check it out. And they're like, no, nope, they're closed. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Oh. So I know for next year. But yeah, they didn't have anything open to the public where they were selling things like that. That is like a massively missed opportunity. Like if I'm going to go to an adult entertainment expo, I expect for there to be like dick-shaped pretzels with like pussy queso. Actually, no, that sounds really gross. But like, <laughs> you know, like like dick-shaped foods, right. sausages, puns. Right. right, exactly. Come on, guys, get creative. What the hell? <laughs> Well, the do one you know how much money a hot dog vendor selling like you could do like meatballs, two meatballs and a hot dog on a stick. Oh, my goodness. You'd make so much money. There would be a lot of money to be made. You are correct. I would buy a dick on a stick. Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there for the listeners. If there any you of you want to start a dick on a stick business. Hit me up. That's right. <laughs> we can make bank. I'm telling you, bank. That's right. Put it deep in my inbox and uh... you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you actually bring that up because there is something that I noticed this year that has been a little bit more on the increase, which is nice. One, there were a number of booths that the pictures that you got of the talent were free. Oh. Which was really nice because back back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, when I went to my first convention, 95% of the pictures were free because the big studios brought in the talent themselves and they just gave out the pictures. Well, that pendulum swung completely in the other direction to their basically being 95% that you were paying for. Well, now it's starting to swing back a little bit. Uh, You didn't have to pay for pictures from 
Brazzers, from Evil Angel, from Pornhub, uh, so um, from uh, Jules Jordan. That's so, nice. Yeah, so that was but really nice. I actually was reading into this a little bit because I saw like a thread about it on Twitter and then ended up going down like this crazy rabbit hole. But the reason that they were charging for photos is because scumbag fans would go to these expos, get the free photos, and then sell them for tons of money on like eBay or whatever. Right. And I think a lot of models got smart and went, who would you like me to make this out to? Yeah. So, and that's the key. If you're just signing and sending, yeah, that can be an issue. But dirtbag people, as you put it, they're going to find a way anyway. Oh, yeah. So yeah. one girl that was saying that somebody came up and had like a stack of photos and asked her to sign them all. <laughs> oh, well, that's different. That is completely different. So for people who go to see, say, a feature dancer in your city or you go to a convention and you see these gentlemen walking around with a Tupperware container on wheels and it is just filled with pictures. Oh my God. What happens is they go to the model and they're like, I have these pictures that I want to sell in the secondary market. How much would you charge me per picture? That's like the nice, like businessman-y kind of way to do it. Correct. So the only thing that bothers me, and, and they come to an agreement, they sign the photos, and then the model gets paid, and then the person sells them. See, I was seeing this person going up and just asking them, hey, can you sign this stack of photos for me? Those are people that don't know the system. Yeah. And you're going to have that for sure. But the only thing I don't like about, even if it is in a business sense, don't sign it while you have 20 fans in line. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, if you say, hey, come by, I'll take these, come back tomorrow and I will give them to you and we can make our agreement. But, yeah, to sit there and sign for half an hour for one well, person. People waiting and yeah. this chode's just going to sell them on eBay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That that gets a little old. Oh, I could totally imagine. Yeah, because even though I'm a podcaster and I have the media pass, so at any point I could literally cut in line to interview people and to right. take pictures of people. I don't do that because I don't want to be that guy. And at the end of the day, I am still a fan. So I understand the system. Right. And I don't want to do that. So if you see me in line, Pervert Nation, at a convention, you should buy my picture because <laughs> that I'm going to get signed because I am waiting. That's all I'm saying. Dick's like, listen, you guys, I could listen. cut in line, but I am humble as fuck. <laughs> and I wait in line just like the normies do. That's right. Just like all of you losers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's crazy to be waiting in line like all of the normal wow. peasants. We, yeah. <laughs> Is this what all the regular schlubs do? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so kidding. I am so kidding. Uh I and it's funny because there are times where I'll have a performer that kind of come up, you know, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll wait. And they kind of give me like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, you know, go, go do your thing. Meet your fans. That shit would not fly with me. I'm telling you right now, if I see anybody at these conventions and they're people I know better than, you know, your average Joe, I will run and jump on you. Well, that is different. I don't really care who's waiting. I will launch myself on to you and you better be fucking ready so what's your next convention 
actually, funny that you asked that, um, Chatterbay is flying me out to the Vancouver Taboo Show to work their booth there. Um, so that is from February 3rd to 5th, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th uh, at the Vancouver, I don't know, convention center. Google it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah very so that'll cool. be my next one. Congratulations. So anybody in Pervert Nation lives in the Vancouver area, come and check out the Taboo Show, and I will jump on you. There you go. Ta-da. <laughs> so all in all, I actually think for a first year in a new venue, everything went as well as can be expected. And for the next episode, Dolly D and I are going to talk about the actual performers themselves. I am going to talk about taking photographs on the red carpet. And in the third installment, you are going to get the big news, which by the time, by the time it airs, it won't be big news, but it's still big news to pervert nation. If you don't follow me on Twitter at the Dick Dangle, saving the best for last, saving the best for last. Yes. So what I am doing with these shows because I ended up recording a lot more than I normally do. I'm breaking this up into three shows and each show will have a series of interviews. And for the first show, the one we are doing right now, you're going to get five interviews. Holy five interviews, five interviews. Well, some are the gauntlet, so they are shorter But we do have one long-form interview, and uh, the short interviews are Adrena Winters, who is absolutely amazing. She's from the UK and just has that beautiful voice. She is absolutely stunning, and for some reason, we get along really well. Why she likes Dick Dangle, I'm not sure. But uh, the second— Can't imagine why. I have no idea. I don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> the second one is Dakota Tyler, and she was at the Jules Jordan booth and just a petite, lovely performer, but she has the confidence that is rarely seen in Ooh. a young performer like that. And you will definitely hear that when it comes to her interview. The next one is Kendra Cole. And very nice. I've talked to her. I've known her for a while because of the convention circuit. And she is just so lovely. And she has such a quick wit about her that there are times where she'll say something in a way. And I don't pick it up right away because I'm not (laughs) used to it when it comes to people's senses of humor. Oh, that's excellent. She was really cool. The next one is Lila Lovely. And I met her at the Elevated X booth. And... Everyone at that booth was super awesome. They were all just so friendly. Who was that? Lila Lovely. No, the booth? What was the booth? Elevated X. Is that like a a production company or? If you follow them on Twitter, at Elevated X, they are adults' largest provider of website management since 2006. And they've been an XBiz Award winner four times over. So... Yeah, they uh, they had quite the booth space, which was cool, which we'll actually get into in the next episode. 
That is so exciting. I can't wait to hear all of these interviews. Yeah, but she was she was super cool. And my long form interview is with Sophia Locke. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like just came from Ooh, hearing her name wow. said out loud. How about uh, that? Oh, I love her. Have you heard her sing? I have not. Oh, uh, you. you need to. Does she do it on your interview? She does not. But we talk about it in the interview. And we get into quite a bit when I was approached by BSG PR, they had given me a couple people that I might have an opportunity to interview when I got to Las Vegas. And when her name popped up, I'm like, oh, I need to interview her. She has just this amazing energy about her, but she is so multi-talented. And... Uh. I started doing research, and what was crazy was I did the interview, like I did all the interview notes and research the day before I left. And the thing that sucked was I didn't realize that I didn't have enough paper in my printer. So when it was finished printing, I just grabbed it and put it in my suitcase and left. I didn't realize I was missing a page. So it's a little bit shorter of an interview than I wanted. Oh, no. Yeah. But she said that she would be totally down for another interview. Oh, my God. Can we tag team her, please, Dick? Oh, wait. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, for the interview. I got you. Yeah, for the interview. All right. I mean, well, <laughs> I'll do it any way we want. Honestly, right. yeah. you're, you're not saying, just saying. Uh. <laughs> but she was lights out. We had so much fun I during bet. the interview. And uh, I actually was able to take a picture of her on the red carpet, which just made me so happy. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. I I, I stand Sophia Locke super hard. Nice. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that you are connecting with my interview guest. So Hell yeah, let's get to it. Absolutely. So we are going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to do a little bit of a lead-in to each interview, and you will hear them as they roll out. So before we end this first half, Dahlia D. <gasps> Thank you so much for being a part of it. Where can people find you? Oh, I am always happy to be here. People can find me at my brand new domain address, which I'm very excited to have just finally bought after 10 years of doing this, at www.daliad.com, D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E. That is a thing. I am so happy for you. Ah. <laughs> So we will be right back with the interviews. Hang in there, folks. It's going to be a good time. Mm, don't worry. Dick will be coming back. Mm. He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 435, part one of my AVN AEE week in Las Vegas. We are here to get into some interviews. So, 
Let's get right into it. My first one is with the beautiful Adrena Winters. She is someone that I have interviewed in the past and I look forward to interviewing again, but I had to take the opportunity to interview her at AVN and she does not disappoint. She has such a wonderful way about her and I'm glad that I was able to take a few minutes to interview her. So here is the lovely Adrena Winters. I am here at the AVN booth with one of the most beautiful women on this planet. You may hear from her in an upcoming episode for sure, but I've interviewed her in the past and it was absolutely amazing. And the fact that I get to spend some time with her right now is even better. It is Adrena Winters. How are you doing? Hello. I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. The show is just getting started, Mm so are you getting the energy? I'm very jet lagged, if I'm honest. Oh, but yeah, no. the, the energy of the expo is is keeping me good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully these questions will also help invigorate you. Okay. For the week ahead. Invigorate me. Come on. So, are, do you think you're ready for the gauntlet? Yeah. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Question number one: What is a simple talent or skill that others have that you are jealous of? Oh. Um, ice skating. Interesting. I don't know. Simple. I don't know. I don't find it simple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll have to take you ice skating. I'll teach you. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm pretty good. Okay. I'm not at all. I, all right. I have to hold on to the side or to someone else. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's very embarrassing. You have the children just skating. <laughs> oh, past. isn't that the worst? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question: Firm bed and pillows, soft bed and pillows, or somewhere in between. And how long does it take you to get used to the hotel bed? So I've just bought a new house and I just bought a new bed and I went okay. around trying all the mattresses. Nice. And I went for firm and I love it. Very nice. Good yeah. choice. I am yeah. a firm mattress person. Yeah. Same thing with pillows? I, I don't really. I have this weird thing where I just sleep on the very bottom edge of the pillow. I don't really like a lot of pillow. Okay. So I sort of just sleep on the edge. So, yeah. <laughs> How long does it take you to get used to the hotel? Oh, I mean, I'm so jet-lagged right now. I just fall right asleep. Oh, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just so (laughs) tired. The eight-hour time difference, um, yeah, I'm just out of it. (laughs) Some people are made uncomfortable by certain topics or genres in porn. Right. What makes you uncomfortable in regular TV or regular movies? Oh, what a question. Oh, I feel like I need time to ponder this. Um, Can I tell you mine? Yes, tell me yours. Creepy kids. Like when they have kids do like cooking shows and they have way too much oh, yeah. personality. Oh, that yeah. makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that is that is creepy. Uh, I feel like I need to think of something else. Um, oh, I'm going to be unpopular here, but I think Uh-oh. in America, like American TV, everyone's so enthusiastic about everything. Oh, yeah. And in the UK, we're not like that. We're just very... Are you? I'm like, what are they so excited for? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I would imagine you are familiar with the TV show Escape to the Country. Yes. I love that show oh, because too. everyone is so friendly when yeah. they're looking at these homes. They're like, oh, this is nice. I could see us living here. And in America, yeah. it's like, oh, look at these wall colors. Like, you can paint, asshole. Like, really? <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> this being a cell phone world, mm-hmm. how many phone numbers have you had in your time with cell phones and how many contacts do you currently have 
Oh, so I have one, like my personal number, which I've had for a really long time. Good. Although I just went to give it to someone and I having to put the dialing code at the beginning just completely throws me. Yeah. And I had to look it up. I was like, I, I need to look this up to tell you because I can't remember. <laughs> um, I don't know how many... Con- I'm terrible at saving numbers. I'm awful. Oh, no. I'm just like, yeah, okay. And plus also with WhatsApp, it comes up with their name anyway. That is very true. So I'm like, oh, I won't bother... But then sometimes people message me and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Like, And you don't know if it's important or not? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, ma- that makes me uncomfortable. I get anxious when I hear that. <laughs> what positive changes have happened inside of you while you've been in the adult industry? Oh, lots, actually. Um, weirdly confidence. Although you get like a lot of negativity online, like you also, I, I don't know, I also appreciate my worth a lot more, I guess, than okay. when I started. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Um, and also the money's been pretty good. So my like my financial security is much better. Like mm-hmm. I've just bought a house and all this kind of good stuff. So which would be much harder to achieve on like a regular nine to five kind of job. You, you so. don't have to tell me. Yeah. That is for sure. <laughs> I'm all about community when it comes to the adult industry. So who are you happy to have in your inner circle? Okay, so my two besties um, are Estella Bathory and Ava Austin. Like we have a little group chat that we're just like bent to each other on. It's great. Um, Yeah, those are my two go-to. Estella was supposed to be here with me, but she's not. So, Uh, but maybe next time. All right, we'll hold her to it. Yeah. People want to see you, gosh darn it. (laughs) Do you or does someone you know have a pet name for their private parts? For theirs? No, but I'll tell you what. My first ever boyfriend, his nickname for his private parts was (laughs) Mr. Porky. (laughs) Yeah. And I lost my virginity to that. Oh, no. Well, was <laughs> I guess I started being a size peen early, so you know. <laughs> okay, that explains. It. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Have you ever had a body hair, regular hair, or makeup fail before or during a scene? I don't know if I want to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to say it. So this is. It's going to sound gross. I don't know why I'm saying this. Okay. <laughs> but when I wash my hair, because okay. I have so much ass. Like the hair, like collects between. Yes. Um, and usually I'm like, right, I must remember to make sure there's none there. But a couple of times on set, I have forgotten to. And like you're filming, and like the guys is trying to pull this oh. <laughs> long hair, and I'm like, it's from my head, it's from my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have one super long ass hair, yeah. right? <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. That's one of the reasons I cut mine for sure. When it comes to your behavior. Can people recognize that you are either overtired or super hungry? Both, yeah. I'm a horrible person for both of those, yeah. <laughs> well, are you just angry or... Uh... I'm very irritable. Like, I have... I, I'm not a particularly patient person anyway. And, like, I have zero patience okay. when I'm tired or hungry. Um, people close to me are just, like, if I'm, like, getting snappy with them, they're like, do we need to feed you? Oh, nice, right? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> hey, I had a relative like that, yeah. <laughs> Last question. There are so many ways to have uncomfortable sex. In a car, in a shower, on a hard kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. What is your least enjoyable place to have sex? 
Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate for a bed. I'm like, why do people try and do what's like? I just want to be comfortable. Yes. Like, but yeah, I think a shower is the worst because the water doesn't act as a lube. It just reduces the lubiness. Right. And yeah, you just dry and the friction. Oh no. You start to get the, the soggy fingers, and it's yeah. just never good. And if you're trying to suck the dick, you kind of drown a little bit. Oh, it's never just, thought about that. Yeah, yeah, it's like all in your face. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> the things that you do for your craft. Wow. Thank you so much. I hope that the fans are okay with this interview. It holds them over to the next yes. one. Yes, I hope so. Absolutely. It's been it was, fun. Yes. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Okay. So the easiest place to go is my Twitter, which is at Adrena underscore Winters. Um, and then I have like a, a link there with all my other sites. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm basically shadow banned everywhere and it's virtually impossible to find me. But you can find loads of fakes. Yes. But not the real me. Um, but yeah, Adrena underscore Winters on Twitter. Fantastic. If you are not already a fan of her, find her work, meet her in person. You are going to be, because I know I am. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. My next interview guest is the lovely Dakota Tyler. As I mentioned, she was signing with Jules Jordan. And when I walked up, she had a line forming. So I figured I'd better get to her early. Someone that I recognized the name and I recognized her, but I had never met before. And when I walked up, she is beautiful. She comes with the strength and attitude that I absolutely love. And once we got into our conversation with the gauntlet, I thought to myself, you are going to go far. You have what it takes to be a big star in this industry. And it's going to be great to watch her journey for years to come. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. So enjoy this interview with Dakota Tyler. One of the first people that I came into the event and saw, I had to stop and get a picture with, and now I decided to come back and actually give her a little taste of a Dick Dangle interview. It is the beautiful Dakota Tyler. How are you doing? I am pretty good. How are you? I'm doing super well. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for the gauntlet? Yeah, sure. What's that? All right. First question. What is a simple talent or skill that others have that you are jealous of? Um, I'm not jealous of anybody. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) I like your confidence. (laughs) When it comes to beds, firm bed, soft bed, and pillows? Soft. Soft? Soft as we soft. Okay. Firm, it'll hurt my back. Oh, okay. How long does it take you to get used to the hotel bed? Well, they're usually really soft. Oh, see, mine's super firm. Oh, I'd hate that. Really? Yeah. I'm a firm bed man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Some people are made uncomfortable by certain topics and genres in porn. But what are you made uncomfortable on regular TV and regular movies by? Um, I hate when people, like, embarrass themselves in social situations on TV. Oh. I internally cringe for them. Yes, I 100% agree with that. This being a cell phone world... How many phone numbers have you had since you've owned cell phones? And how many contacts do you currently have in your cell phone? I don't know. Too much. Too I don't much? even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Are you someone that has to change them often? My number? Yeah. Not really. Not really? Oh, good. Okay. No. But way too many contacts. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who they are? My friends and family. 
Well, for me, I'll meet people at conventions, and they'll be like, oh, I'll give you my number, and then they text me, and I have no idea who they are. Oh, yeah. I don't really hand out my number, so I guess it's like a sacred, sacred number. You're smart. Yeah. You're smart. I'm silly. I hand it out like candy. <laughs> what positive changes have happened to you while you've been in the industry? Um, I feel like I have been able to sexually explore different parts of myself that I wouldn't, I wasn't able to do while being, you know, before porn. Um, I also feel like I gained a lot of confidence just within being myself and, you know, being independent, you know, at 19. So, yeah, independence, self-confidence, sexual exploration, those are all great things that came from it. I am all about community when it comes to the adult industry. Who are some people that you are happy to have in your inner circle? Theodora Day. <laughs> I would have never guessed. <laughs> yeah, Theodora Day is my best friend, and it'd be her. Very nice. Do you or someone you know have a pet name for their private parts? People call uh, people call like their like pussy their cookie for some reason. I don't understand that, but yeah. <laughs> you don't have one for yourself? No. Good, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> have you ever had a body hair, hair on your head, or makeup fail during or before a scene? No. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. When it comes to your behavior, how can people recognize that you're either overtired or super hungry? Um, I'll be smiling, but my my eyes like will show it show it. Like my eyes just like like I could like be like, mm, but my eyes are like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last question. Yeah. There are many ways to have uncomfortable sex in a car, in a shower, on a stone kitchen counter. What is your least enjoyable place to have sex? A kitchen counter. Like, I feel like if I'm bent over a kitchen counter, the counter is hitting my hip bone, and then mm. I have a bunch of bruises on my hip, and it, oh, it's not fun. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you here. Uh, can you tell all of the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yes. So you can find me at The Dakota Tyler or The Dakota Tyler on all social media platforms. There you go. Nice and simple. Find her. You will fall in love with her. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> My next gauntlet interview is with the lovely Kendra Cole. She is someone that really knows how to work the crowd when she is at a booth. And while she was at the AVN booth, I was able to take a couple minutes and talk to her. But watching the reaction of the people around her and the fans that were there in just her putting forth her personality at the booth was really fun to watch. So let's get right into it. This is Kendra Cole. I have known this beautiful woman for quite a while now. We have a history and reputation. Can I say it that way? Is that a nice way to put it? Now we're both gingers. Yes, exactly. She is a stunning performer a shining light in my life. Am I overselling? It is the beautiful Kendra Cole. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Oh, glad to hear it. We have known each other a while, as I said, and I think I need to maybe ruin this with my 10-question gauntlet. Do you think you're ready to handle these questions? Do you think you're worthy of the answer? I am not, but the <laughs> listeners are. Is that better? Yes. Okay, that's good. So, first question. What is a simple talent or skill that other people have that you are jealous of? 
drawing. Simple being able to draw from their mind and not wow, like okay. being a page. Being artistic. Well, or there's just different drawing. forms of artistic, okay. but like being able to hand draw stuff. I can agree with that. I agree and with that. And quickly, like the ones that just do it really quickly and it's there, it's beautiful. I- <laughs> When something you, else. When you watch stuff on like Instagram and those people just make us up. was great for those people. They got to, people that never got in a gallery or suddenly selling online real easy. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm sitting there bored. Like all of my skills require other people. I like volleyball. I like cheerleading. I like gangbangs. I can't. Gangbangs do require other people. That is very true. COVID was hard for me. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> When it comes to your beds, do you like a firm bed and pillow? Do you like a soft bed and pillow? Somewhere in between? Somewhere in between. Okay. I think firm mattress more than soft, but maybe a gel cover. Okay. But recently, I've had to like shrink my pillow size down to nothing, like barely anything. It's been hurting my neck. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. How long does it take to get used to your hotel bed? smoke a lot of weed, so hopefully oh, okay. not too long. Okay, <laughs> about five minutes, right? <laughs> I have considered bringing my own pillowcase, though. I think that's smart. Some people are made uncomfortable by certain topics and genres in porn, but when you watch mainstream movies and TV, what makes you uncomfortable? Oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I can think of the scenarios, but I can't think of one. Let me think. Okay. <laughs> Probably just still, like, extra racial uncomfortableness. I've always thought that was weird. Way too loud. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, just racial uncomfortableness. That's the things that just make you cringe. So you're like, should we have said that? Oh, okay. We're moving forward, but... Or when, I don't know. It's kind of funny when you watch old stuff, like 2001 movies, and you're like, that was a great movie for its time, but it would not be acceptable now. Yes. We shouldn't necessarily cancel them all. Maybe a couple might have been bad. Right. <laughs> but, like, white chicks could not happen now, but that doesn't mean that it was a terrible movie. Right. I mean. Very true. We got Maitland out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a cell phone world. How many phone numbers have you had in your cell phone lifetime, and how many contacts do you currently have in your phone? I think three numbers. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe okay. four. I don't know. But contacts is hard because iPhones don't let you mass delete. You have to go into, like, four folders just to delete someone. So I've got uh, a lot. Just, wow. I don't even know if they work. <laughs> I got some from high school. I'm like, who is this? Oh, Oh, right. <laughs> I just keep looking at some of my friends, and I'm like, oh, I want to have sex with you. Oh, <laughs> those are lucky friends, gosh darn it. What positive changes have happened inside of you while being in the adult industry? Well, I haven't gotten pregnant, so that's not inside me. <laughs> um, just like, uh, not self-awareness. The confidence. Like, yeah, confidence and carrying yourself better for you and not Ooh. just like knowing how to care for yourself and your body versus like not having the salad dressing because it might have too many calories. That's not that many calories. Right. First off. And you should be able to eat things that you want. You should be able to wear what you want, go where you want without somebody else telling you you can't be there because it's hurts their eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They can put on sunglasses, you can go shine, 
Very nice. Be comfortable. Yes. I'm still trying to convince some of my friends they don't have to wear a bra in public. Oh, okay. Good luck with that. They don't have to wear it for other people. They can wear it if they want to. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I am all about community when it comes to the adult industry. Who are some of your favorite people in your inner circle? Inner circle being like the whole porn industry. Anna Fox is probably the sweetest girl in the industry. Charlotte Satchery, too. Yeah. Um, Charlie Valentine's new. She's very sweet. We got close quick. Isaiah is my best friend. Has been three years. Yeah. Um... Is this the, the OGs that we're all still here, Donnie? <laughs> right. Um, I'm seeing faces that were around the dinner table last night, but it's been a long week, so I'm blanking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you or someone you know have a pet name for their private parts? Not that I can think of. I think that's a little weird, depending on how it goes out. <laughs> I think we need to find one for it. For you. No, no? No. Oh, come on. We can come up with something. It would be something gross like no. fire crotch. <laughs> I don't like it. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a body hair, hair, or makeup fail during or before a scene? I mean, your eyelashes come off if the scene's good enough. Oh, okay. Well, that's not really a fail then, right? Like fucking yourself out of your shoes type thing. Okay. I haven't worn extensions for a while, so I can't think of those. <laughs> All I can think of is like when you're doing a blowjob and you your face comes off on their legs. Oh, so like their, I never thought about that. Printed on their legs because the yeah. makeup didn't hold. Interesting. I haven't heard that one yet. That's interesting. When it comes to your behavior. How can people recognize if you are overtired or super hungry? I'm probably cranky as any woman is when we're hungry. Mm, all right. And I'm probably more quiet and spacey when I'm tired. It takes me a little longer to recognize what you said. Okay. So I'm like, I'm listening. It just got to register it. Right. <laughs> Last question. There are many ways to have uncomfortable sex. In a car, in a shower, on a hard kitchen stone counter. What is your least favorite place to have sex? Stone counter. Yeah. Like tailbone, knees, it's all bone points. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are very lean. Rocking so. back and forth on them. I don't, yeah, I'm lean. If you got a little cushion for the cushion, it might be nice. But right. I am all joint elbows to hard surfaces. Yes. Very true. This has been amazing. It has been a while since we've actually had a chance to spend some time together at a convention, and I love it. Please tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Go to KendraCole.com, and you will find every link you need. There you go. Nice and simple for your fans. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. My next guest that you are going to hear from is the beautiful Lila Lovely. She had incredible crowds all week long and deservedly so. She is so good at interacting with her fans and she has built such an amazing fan base that everyone just 
flock to her. She did a lot of interviews, but I'm glad to say that I got her on my show, and I have a sneaky suspicion that she will be on the show at some point this year in long-form interview form, and I can't wait for that to happen. So here is my interview with Lila Lovely. I am back at the Elevated X booth here at AVN 2023 Las Vegas, and I am here with a beautiful woman that I looked at her, I knew I knew her, but I am so horrible at names as I have tweeted out in the past, I'm like, don't make an ass out of yourself, but luckily she has a sign right here to help me out. She is the beautiful, is it Lila? Lila. Lila Lovely. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank hey, you. Absolutely. Yeah. I always make always need to make sure that I'm pronouncing people's names right because sometimes they have like the li- weird little quirk in it. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, people struggle with Lila for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I am not going to struggle right now, but you might with my 10 okay. question gauntlet. Are yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Give it to me. What is a simple talent or skill that others have that you are jealous of? Uh, I've never been able to cartwheel. Okay. Yeah. I I always was like, wow, I wish I could just do a flip, just mm. get, get into a cartwheel, and I've never been able to master that. Oh, goodness. I kind of feel that. I'll, and sometimes I feel that way about a backflip, but I'm at the age where I'm like, yeah, don't that's even... That's never going to happen. No. Right. Yeah. I, I've kind of given up my cartwheel dreams, but that was something growing up. I was like, oh. Cartwheel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you there. It's 2023, right? right? right. Anything can happen. <laughs> Question number two. When it comes to beds and pillows, firm, soft, somewhere in between, and how long does it take you to get used to your hotel bed? Oh, okay. Um, my pillows, I like in between. I don't like super flat. I don't like feather. I like kind of like a puffier, soft, like a, like a full-bodied soft pillow. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. But I like to be able to like maybe like curl it under a little bit, do Very that nice. kind of like turn thing. Yeah. Uh, hotel bed is just gonna depend. I mean, if it's like a hard mattress, that's that might be a little difficult for me to get used to. Um, you know, just depends on the bedding. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. Right. Okay. Some people are made uncomfortable by certain topics and genres and porn, but what makes you uncomfortable on regular TV or in mainstream movies? Oh, um, maybe talking about my experience in the porn industry. Oh, okay. Right? Like the flip of that, you know. I gotcha. Where we can talk about it here all day, but maybe when I get into mainstream, I might be a little bit shy about some of the fetishes and some things that I provide. Makes sense. Sometimes it is hard to articulate it in a way where Doesn't they're getting what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Right. I get that. It's a cell phone world. How many phone numbers have you had in your lifetime, and how many contacts do you currently have in your phone? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I've had a lot of phone numbers, and I kind of stopped getting phone numbers because I was feeling a little bit bad about that. (laughs) I'm like, what's up with you always changing your numbers? I I moved a lot, and I felt like I had to change it at every state that I went to. So I I probably had at least 20, 25 numbers. Oh, okay. I I feel like it's been a lot. Okay. And contacts. I, I couldn't even count. There's hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Okay. Yeah. But not like, are we talking five, six or one, two, maybe three? Maybe five, six. Ooh. That is a lot of contacts. There's a lot. Yikes. Yeah. I got like 120. 
I don't I don't even know how I could count. How, is there a number count? How do it you It should know? tell you on the bottom how many contacts you have. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out yeah. later. We'll do an update on the show. Yeah. What positive changes have happened inside of you while being in the adult industry? Oh, I think a lot of positive changes. I've definitely become more comfortable with myself. Um, Body-wise, I'm a curvier woman, um, more on the plus size side of things, and I always kind of felt a little bit, like, um, insecure about that. And getting into this industry, I realized that men like women of size, and they like curvy, soft bodies. And that just completely changed my outlook on things and how I felt about myself going forward. So that's been a huge thing, and I love to promote that and show that to other women very nice amen i like that i'm all about community when it comes to the adult industry who are you happy to have in your inner circle oh right now i'm happy to have sarah j in my inner circle love sarah j i love sarah she's she's a blessing yeah yeah do you or someone you know have a pet name for their private parts oh i don't a very old boyfriend I once named his penis Oscar. Like an Oscar Meyer Wiener. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking Oscar yeah. the Grouch. No, yeah, no, like Oscar Meyer Wiener. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's usually men, I'm noticing with right. this question. Yeah. When it comes to your behavior, how can people tell if you are either overtired or super hungry? I'll shut down. You'll mm. you'll know. You'll know. I'll just be kind of like flat face. I'll shut down. They'll know. I'll probably get irritable. I need to eat. I need some some sort of like sustenance or whatever it is yeah. to get me out of whatever mood or vibe that I'm stuck in. Okay. Yeah. What, what's your go-to food uh, to get out? I mean, it depends on where I'm at, I guess. Um, I'm like a savory person. I don't really go for Ooh, snacks or treats. Okay. I'm more of like, I don't know, I need a taco. I need like some chips or like something like that. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Have you ever had a body hair, hair on your head, or makeup fail before or during a scene? Yeah. I mean, I wear extensions, so sometimes those fail during right. the scene. And yeah, that happens and you just kind of have to go with the flow because yeah. in real life that shit happens too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. Last question. There are many ways to have uncomfortable sex. In a car, in a shower, on a stone kitchen counter. Where is your least enjoyable place to have sex? Uh, gosh, I think countertops are difficult. They're not, they're not very forgiving and there's only so many positions you can get to you kind of just have to grit and bear it i feel like on the countertops yeah 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 not a fan either oh my goodness (laughs) but what i am a fan of is having this opportunity right now thank you so much for being a part of this little interview can you please tell everybody where they could find everything you are on social media yes please um so find me on twitter it is lila l-i-l-a underscore lovely triple x um find me on instagram it is the Lila Lovely. I'm on TikTok. You can find my website, lilalovely.com. So Twitter, you'll find all the links. It's all there. Very nice. Well, once again, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your convention. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. My last guest for this episode is the beautiful Sophia Locke. I'm thrilled that I had the opportunity to speak with her. Because our interview is a little bit more like my standard interviews, 
we were trying to find a quiet place to do it because there was a media room at the AVN convention, but the problem is that's where everybody was doing interviews. So what I decided to do was stand out in the hallway where it was actually a little bit quieter, and we just had a wonderful conversation. She is super nice. She is absolutely beautiful, multi-talented, and I have a feeling that 2023 is going to be a huge year for her, especially seeing the reaction that she was getting at and a little bit after the convention. I think people are really jumping on board with what she is doing and wants to create, and I am totally here for it. I really want to see her reach her goals and see what she can do with this career. So please enjoy this final interview with Sophia Locke. Thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Sophia Locke and all of the others that you hear during this wrap up. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course, dangle on. I am here at AVN 2023, and to spend time with my next guest is the perfect way to start this week. She's a stunning and multi-talented performer who made an emphatic return to the industry after a five-year break, and fans and studios alike are thrilled to have her back. She has shot for Girlfriend Films, Taboo Heat, Badoink, Team Skeet, Digital Sin, and many more, and looks to add some more award nominations to her already established list. She is your red-headed fantasy come to life. She is Sophia, the body. Locke, how are you doing? I am fantastic. What an intro. I want to take you everywhere I go. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Before, it is an absolute pleasure, let me say that. But before we go on with this interview, can you please tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media? Certainly. Uh, uh, my OnlyFans is the Sophia Locke. And then I have Twitter and TikTok. The best way is probably to Google me because there are too many underscores. Now that I've come back, someone else took it. So. Of course. <laughs> Just yeah. Google. Yeah. Once again, absolute pleasure. Um, as I mentioned, you have come back to the industry after some time away. How have you changed since your last stint in the industry? And what does the new and improved Sophia bring to her scenes and content? Well, aesthetically, I got boobs, so that has changed. Right. But, but honestly, uh, really, my confidence... Uh, coming back in and also my focus on it just being a career. I think I kind of fell into everything I did before. It wasn't as intentional. And now I'm really excited to just go all out and do everything I possibly can because I'm so grateful to have the second chance. Yeah, I can see it on your face. Yeah. It's awesome. To see. <laughs> I'm excited. It's nice to see the passion yeah. in it for sure. Are you more open to participating in different topics and genres that you didn't do before? Absolutely. So I never thought I would be into the kind of stepmom play. Oh, okay. And then when I came back into the industry, I'm now the MILF age, of course. Mm -hmm. And so that's primarily what I get booked for. And I found out that I was, I was kind of into it. And I thought I knew all my kinks. I thought I knew everything <laughs> that I was into. And it's nice as I grow older to be surprised by things that can turn me on that may not have in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the power dynamic between it is a lot of fun. It's fun. And I've always been submissive before. And so having this okay. kind of mommy dommy thing with these, you know, 20 year olds that I'm working with and getting these girls in trouble and giving them spankings, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's kind of a fun twist. Right. Yeah. The way it should be. Gosh yeah. darn it. 
Uh, you've had scenes come out recently from Girlfriend Films, one in Lesbian Daughter-in-Laws with Dharma Jones and Lesbian Office Seductions with Harley King. Being an established talent, how do you approach working with newer talent? Is it, is it a lead by example? Is it dominant energy? Is there a lot of preparation beforehand? How do you do that? That's a great question. Um, it's funny because I don't necessarily consider myself established talent because I was gone for five years. So for me, <laughs> for me, it, it all feels kind of new. But working with women who either don't work with a lot of women or haven't yet, it's really important for me to build rapport offset. So making sure that we both feel comfortable and that they know that even if we're doing a scene where I'm being a little more dominant or creepy, that that's not me in real life. Right. And that I, I just try and... Um, just build kind of a friendship around it that day that we're both here to work we're both here to to make a great scene mm. and it's going to be it's going to be sexy yeah so one thing that is impossible not to notice is your physique I appreciate anyone that takes care of the instrument of their craft so impressively <laughs> how has your approach to physical health changed since you started so when I started in camming, it was, I think, 12 or 13 years ago. Okay. And uh, throughout that process and working from home, I had gained a lot of weight. I was almost 200 pounds at one point. Oh, okay. And my cam fans kind of went on that journey with me and never left me, even though I changed body types. So mm. I'm really grateful to them. And then uh, I hired a trainer, lost 60 pounds or so. And okay. then since then, I've just tried to kind of maintain and build muscle. Mm. But honestly, my, my main motivation is being able to eat more. Uh, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> the more muscle. I build sure aesthetically it makes me feel comfortable on set and I'm not thinking about what my body looks like as much um, right. so I can really be present and in the moment for scenes mm. but also I get to eat a lot of candy yeah, yeah. So. oh what, what's your candy oh god where do I even start see now I'm, I'm getting turned on as we're That's talking right. um, I, I would say kind of gummy sour things oh, are my nice. are my go-to sour patch watermelon probably okay. right now I'm German, so I lived on gummy bears when I was a child. Oh, so yes. the Haribo. The Haribo. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. Yeah, oh, those yeah. are delicious. Thank too. you. You're, no, you're my new best friend. <laughs> that was easy. Yes. <laughs> now, in saying this about your physique, I think you may need to work a little harder because you recently had a scene released for Evolved Fights oh, no. where you lost to Will Tile, making your match record. O and two. What is with that? I hate that you have done this research. <laughs> I was so happy you did research, and now I am very upset. I oh, cannot no. win a wrestling match <laughs> to save my life. And it's not about strength. It's about technique. So right. I've actually been thinking about taking jujitsu classes because it. it's so embarrassing. Although I will say I like being dominated at the end sexually. Right. So, um, But I, 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 I'm not trying to lose. I really am trying hard and okay. failing. So thank you for noticing that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> this interview is over. And we're done. That's here. right. So, are you crazy competitive to start and then you got to dial it back? Or does being in that situation make you competitive and then it's almost too late? Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself that competitive. I want okay. to have a good time. I would like to win, but since it's not, I don't think of uh, wrestling as my part of my identity, so it doesn't really bother me that much. Gotcha. Um, and it, it does ramp up depending on the person that I'm wrestling, right? Mm, so there's, okay. I, yeah, I think I've done three. There's another one that's still yet to come out that I've done. Gotcha. Um, I'll let you guess whether I won that one or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you have good energy and there's good kind of uh, back and forth shit talking mm. then it does get a little more fun and it hurts a little more to lose when when you say a lot of crap to them oh then, that is true yeah i never and for those 
who wondered why I called her Sophia the Body Lock. That is your nickname. I love that. It used to be back in the back in the day when I did sites like Ultimate Surrender, which was that other wrestling site um, that no longer exists. They called me uh, Quadzilla. Ariel X yes. told me about that. Oh, yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love Ariel. Yeah, she runs yeah. Evolved Fight, so yeah. it's wonderful to be working with her again. She's yeah. incredible. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. You have talked about going to school for vocal performance, and you recently tweeted out, sure, I'm a slutty McSlut pants, but sometimes I sing too. And you did a more symphonic, relaxed version of Dream On by Aerosmith. And just let me say, you have an absolute bomb of a voice because a lot of people are like, oh, I sing. You sing. Like, <laughs> like make me want to cry sing. Like, like, it's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Where did your love for music and subsequently singing come from? So that was actually the postmodern jukebox version of Dream On, oh, okay. which I absolutely love, and I really appreciate that. Um, my, I've loved it since I was a, a little girl watching The Little Mermaid and hearing mm. her voice and being deeply envious and also yeah. wanting to be a mermaid, so that part right, didn't yeah. work out. But, <laughs> but I did pursue singing, um, and I, I sang all through school. I went to Europe a couple times in high school to mm. sing, and I uh, majored in jazz and opera in college. And so the first time around in the adult industry, I didn't advertise that I did it because it just felt too close to my heart and my identity. Makes sense. And so now that I have, during that five years, I performed a lot. I I was in a lot of different groups. And Mm -hmm. this time around, I said, you know, fuck it. I'll let everyone see every part of me, even the parts that mean a lot. I think it's a lot scarier to showcase singing publicly than it is to showcase my vagina, believe it or not. I can agree with that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So thank you. Absolutely. You had talked about your love of big band, jazz and swing. Are we talking Tommy Dorsey, Duke Ellington, Swing and Sway with Sammy Kay? Like, what type are you really involved in? Well, I really focus on vocalists. I've I've been the the vocalist for, uh, gosh, for big bands, for jazz bands in high school, college, and then outside of that as well in Washington State. Gotcha. Um, I would say I just kind of do the classics, but I love Etta James. Um, oh, very nice. So I, I like doing that kind of older style jazz, Okay. I guess. I'm a big audiophile, as we talked a little bit about before this. If I find stuff, I'll I'll send it your way. Please do. That would be so great. Any kind of beautiful voices are what hook me in, whether Mm. no matter the genre. Yeah, I'm the same way. I agree with that. And I go from the big band all the way to the heaviest of metal. If it's not the right singer, I won't listen to it. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Everything else can be good. And the second it's, you know, out of key or something, I just can't anymore. (laughs) Now, are you a strict true chord singer or can you do like the death metal growls just wondering i would never i can't do that to save my life no really if anything i lean more toward musical theater or toward it's just because i think my training i think my my voice teachers would have killed me if i had tried it oh yeah there's that (laughs) but i I respect it there's a lot of emotion in it for sure yes absolutely You were recently on Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair, and that is her podcast, and you said, anything in person is not my jam, and you said that in regards to feature dancing and the like. How do you handle and also recover 
from weeks like this where you're at a convention just surrounded by people? I love people and I'm very extroverted. I like to meet people out if I see somebody that knows my work. I would say that I'm just, I'm not interested in sexual services that are in person. So I, oh, I, I love being on a set. I love meeting somebody else who does it professionally. And then within the next 10 minutes, you're, you know, you've seen his penis. <laughs> you right, right. <laughs> so I like, I like kind of that aspect of it. And I also love performing on cam mm. too. So it's just kind of a personal preference, I, I guess. Mm. Yeah, when you don't have that opportunity to establish that comfort and that trust, it makes a lot of sense. Right, exactly. And I think I'm probably not a great dancer, so stripping is out of the... <laughs> oh, I, I would just embarrass myself. I've seen some embarrassingly bad dancers make <laughs> a lot of money, trust me. Right, and I, I can't... I, well, and That's I can't, not you. Oh, All no, right. Oh, no. <laughs> you were part of VCCosplayX.com's The Mandalorian... I probably pronounce it wrong... Bo-Katan? Bo I think that's right. Okay. Yes, I, I looked it up too. I didn't want to mess it up. Yes, thank you. Triple uh, X parody. What was it like to be a part of that project? And does cosplay fall within your natural creative wheelhouse? I have never done any cosplay. So wow. I was really excited to have this opportunity, especially because a lot of my fans, especially from my camming days, are Star Wars fans. And I would I would mess with them. I would <laughs> I would mix genres and I would I would put in Doctor Who where there was supposed to be Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that's I would funny. oh my gosh, and they would get so mad and it was just <laughs> it's it's been kind of a running joke yeah. uh, with people for years. So, but to have this opportunity to do something where it's another redhead and it was such a, a spot on choice by their casting I think mm. um, to do this I wanted to portray it correctly and right. so that someone could actually really get into the role play I would love to do more cosplay I don't consider myself that creative or knowledgeable about different fandoms okay. um, but if I'm a good fit for it and I love VR that's really fun for me too yeah. I had a, a great day doing it oh that's fantastic speaking of what kind of cosplay characters do you think you could pull off I got a tweet recently that I could do maybe Poison Ivy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess I could do that. Just yeah. anyone who has red hair. Uh, we're is so typecasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine's fake, but. <laughs> you, you, you get, you know, Poison Ivy and the sexy mm -hmm. people. I get Chucky. It's not fair. Oh, I'm so sorry. You no, would be okay. a great Poison Ivy. I just want to let you know. I just cut my hair. You should have seen it. It was magnificent. Wonderful. <laughs> flowing, flowing yes. locks. <laughs> Last month, you had an interview, an article come out about you in Hustler magazine. How do it feel to be not only highlighted by Hustler, but revered as a performer receiving so much love when you returned? It was incredible. And the really fun part of it was that uh, the writer of the article had also done a feature on Cam Girls in 2016, and I mm. was one of them. So we had talked years, what is that, eight years ago yeah. <laughs> or something like that, six years ago? Yeah, and Mr. So, yes, yeah. and he's wonderful. And I didn't know that at the time that was his first Hustler article that he had ever done. And so he remembered me from way back when, and it was really nice to reconnect. Mm. Um, it was just such an incredible opportunity that I'm, I, I just can't stop saying how grateful I am that anyone has accepted me back in this industry. Yeah. It's oh, really great. Yeah. One thing I like to do with my interviews is go through people's social media. Uh -oh. and ask them questions about posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a question? Just a I will defend ones. anything I have put on the internet, <laughs> good sir. It gets dirty, dirty. Let's do it. That is one thing I want to say before I ask you about any of them. You truly embrace your sexual energy because there are times <laughs> where I'll be reading and I'll be like, whoa, like that's all well, right. Taking aback. Uh, yes. Yeah, I got your attention though, right? Absolutely. It, it is impressive. When you are so 
happy with where you are and work. Is it easier to be that way? To be uh, overtly sexual yes. or to be in touch with that? Absolutely. I've I've never done anything in this industry that I didn't want to do. Very nice. And so, and I know that that's a privileged position um, mm. that I that I have that option to be able to say no to things. Um, but I've I've really tried to make that authenticity a part of my brand because what you get from that is that genuine positive energy where I'm just thrilled uh, to be showing everyone everything. I'm an exhibitionist at heart. I missed it while I was gone and to be able to post a picture and have that many people see it or do a scene and know that you know, tens of thousands of men will be jerking off to it. It's just the dream. Am I living Mm. the dream? Come on. (laughs) You are. You absolutely are. And it's funny you say that because you had talked about, uh, or I had asked you a question about working with uh, Dharma and the different younger uh, performers. and You always hear that there are women who don't like to perform with other women. Like, it's just not their energy, I guess would be a good way to put it, but they kind of feel like they have to. How do you handle that? Like, have you had that opportunity where you're like, I don't think they're real into this. So how do you handle that once you kind of get that realization? It's definitely a thing. I've never been asked about it before, and I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I have definitely been in situations where uh, I've even been told straight to my face that girls maybe aren't their thing, um, really? and they're about to shoot with me. So <laughs> I, what I do is, like I said before, I just want to build a, a friendly relationship that day to make sure mm. that they feel comfortable with me as a person because we're about to get a lot more comfortable. Um, what helps is that, especially if it's because of inexperience, um, what I try and do during the scene is guide them to what I personally like physically. And so if they can make me come, I can see that like accomplishment in them. And then it it feels like we've kind of connected. They've achieved something. I've achieved something because I came. And then we had this kind of moment together that was really nice. We're here. We might as well have a good time. Yeah. It's almost like positive reinforcement. It is, like, but oh, look what on I my did. clit. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of positive reinforcement. Absolutely. <laughs> the first tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote, I'm such an exhibitionist, it's genuinely hard for me to hold on to any pictures or videos. I want you all to see it immediately. How do you deal with that? Where, Because I'm sure some of it goes to subscription sites or different platforms, clip stores. How do you? And it's just like, oh, like, I'll just shoot another one. Like, have you ever done it where you're like, oh, crap, that was for something else? I I have had this problem since I got back in the industry where I will take a picture or a clip and I just need people to see it. I'm so excited about it. Um, I want to know that people are coming to it. And so what I do is I make sure that the most explicit and the most behind the scenes of my content goes on my OnlyFans, of course, because those are the people paying me directly. And I want them to have the most authentic uh, and of course, explicit experience <laughs> that, right, right. that they can have because I appreciate them probably the most. Honestly, you know mm. that's that's what's paying my bills. I'm so grateful that I just can be a slut and people want to subscribe to that. You right. know? And then of course, I want to put things on Twitter that a lot of people will see, that a lot of companies will see, fans, other industry people. So I, it's used also as kind of a networking tool. Mm. Um, I don't hold on to anything. I, I, so I just, I just do content every single day because I can't even schedule it because I'm so excited for people to see it. So I think, yeah, the exhibitionism really does run deep. (laughs) No pun intended. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. When you are that energetic and you have so much that you can put out, how do you decide where it goes, when it goes out? How long did it take you to get savvy 
with the process of managing so much content and distributing it? It was pretty immediate. I don't I don't know what it is about my brain, but I'm really fascinated by the entire process and by kind of the analytics of it as well. So it's like okay. if you're on TikTok Live and this many people see you, what percentage of them follow you on Twitter? What percentage of them actually subscribe and pay? And then how long can you stay on here to get that kind of return every yeah. time? So my brain just kind of works that way, but it's so much more fun when your brand is you. So I don't need anybody else. Mm. I don't need to film anybody else to make sure that I have enough content. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love doing it. And so I think it makes it easy where, I don't know if it clicks as well for everybody, but mm. for me, it just was, we want to put things on Twitter relatively daily, Right. make sure the explicit stuff goes where people are paying me directly. And then everything else, I just keep pumping out. <laughs> there are yeah. days on Twitter where I'm very, very active and it's usually because I'm horny. Right. So, <laughs> you're welcome. World. Like, yeah, likewise. No, right. yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> well, because half of my questions are actually still in my printer back in Pittsburgh. I think we'll have to end this for now, but I would love to actually Skype with you, long form interview and do another one down the road sometime. Are you game? I, absolutely. This means we definitely have to have a part two. Yes, absolutely. So it's 2023. What does this year have in store for you? Is it just clips and scenes and studio work? Do you have any secret projects? Are you doing anything with your singing? Need to know. I want to do all of the things. I'm excited nice. to work with, with more companies. I'd love to do more cinematic projects as well. I think that that would be something that would be exciting for me. Mm -hmm. um, with singing, I'll start a group here in Vegas, just like I did in Austin, and I'll be performing. Uh, we'll see if I'll be advertising about that, but yeah. I definitely will be continuing that as well. Oh, fantastic. Before I let you go, one more time, can you please tell everybody where to find you on social media? Uh, my OnlyFans is the Sophia Locke. I would Google for the rest of it, Sophia Locke, L-O-C-K-E. You will also find all of my porn when you do that. So I think it's the best way to do it. Be prepared, people. It is amazing. She is beautiful. You hear her now. <laughs> she is awesome. I can't wait to see you again. Have an amazing week and enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.